City Rev Life podcast. Uh, my name is Pastor Roby, and I have a very special guest. This is one of my dear friends. This is Pastor Darren Bennett. And a lot of things you need to know about Darren. That Man, we could do this whole episode on who is this man, Darren Bennett. <laughs> the man, the myth. The, the, the legend. The legend that stop he is. It, no, a couple <laughs> things you need to know about him. Uh, you are the lead pastor of Calvary Chapel, North Miami. Yeah, that just happened three weeks ago, like lead pastor, because I was a campus pastor. That's right. Of Calvary Chapel, North Miami, which is a campus of Calvary Fort Lauderdale. Yes. And then we became independent and autonomous. And so I'm an actual lead pastor now. That's right, man. And Are you praying for me? I am praying. Okay. We we all need prayer. Yes, I will. I will. After this, <laughs> we'll just anyway. Um, but uh, so you're you're leading that church, been leading that campus, but leading that church for a number of years. But the yeah. other thing that I love about Calvary Chapel North Miami and you, such a heart for the city, and that's something that's so sure. important to us at City Rev. Where we don't exist just to build up a church, we're a church trying to reach a city, okay. and so you do that through the church, but also uh, you are a BSO chaplain. Yeah, and yeah. so like you are boots on the ground out in the yeah. city. Yeah, the thing. So just put it like this: um, the things that w- we love uh, and value at City Rev. This is a man in another church that we love that is living that out. Love you, man. Appreciate oh, you what too, you man. do. So we're talking about um, we're talking about revival. And so yes. Darren and I were talking about this. You may be aware of the Asbury College revivals that have been uh, taking place, which actually is the second or maybe third time it's happened at mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. college. The last time was like 1970, just on the hills of the the Jesus movement. Yes, where Calvary Chapel kind of spawned this amazing revival. Yes, and then just on the heels of that Asbury caught fire. In 1970, yeah. And so then just recently, um, a lot of people talking about it. It's been all over the world. um, Social media everywhere. Everywhere, talking about what's happening at Asbury College. And so that sparked a conversation that we were having Mm -hmm. about our desire and longing for revival to happen in South Florida. And you used a really interesting phrase, and I wanted to just dialogue on on the podcast about it. You talked about jealousy. Yeah. So share a little bit about that. Yeah, well, I, I called you. Um, it started out with a text message, I think, mm-hmm. and then it, and it landed on us actually having a phone dialogue and praying. Um, but I was like, man, Roby, like, I'm feeling ambivalent in my heart about this phrase that keeps ringing in my spirit, and it's the, the word jealousy. But it wasn't a sense of being jealous of what was taking place in Asbury. It was jealous for... And so let me, for the audience, uh, define the terms if I yeah, could. Yeah, 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 go for um, it. When you hear of the word jealous in the Bible, right, it's always in the context of God and his relationship to Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does not desire them to linger off or venture off uh, toward idols. Uh, he has this this passion or this zeal, the original language kind of points to a zeal or a fervor for them, right? This love for them. Um, Paul actually appeals to that same type of context in 2 Corinthians 11, where he speaks these words. He says, I'm, I'm jealous for you, mm-hmm. right? He doesn't say I'm jealous of you mm-hmm. in the sense of I'm envious or I am coveting what you have, but I'm jealous for you that you might not be carried away, yeah. right? And so again, it's always in the context of not being moved toward idols. So you helped me in the text exchange to solidify that that word and also to be comfortable knowing, yeah, 
I think it's okay for us to be jealous for this to happen yeah. where in our context. Yeah. And 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 our church vision essentially and you said it like we're really all about the city we're ingrained in the city mm. um huge on civic engagement all of that yeah. stuff right we're believing god for a renewal of faith which will lead to restoration to families which ultimately will spill into a revival in the city that's who we are like that's that's toward what end do you believe calvary chapel north miami is going to make impact toward that end yeah. right so if we're hoping, praying for, longing for a revival in the city, then quite naturally I wake up in the morning and I'm praying and I see what's going on in Asbury now well into two weeks. And I'm like, Roby, I'm jealous for this, bro. Yeah. Help me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I think we're both wrestling with that. And I think you're giving that categories that are so helpful. There's a good type of jealousy. Yes. The Bible talks about a good type of jealousy. But uh, there. let's, before we go deeper into that, there is a bad type of jealousy. Yeah. So maybe oh, yeah. speak to that a little bit, Darren, mm -hmm. about like, like what would be the bad type of jealousy mm -hmm. for what's happening in like a place like Asbury? Oh, that that's that is so disheartening, yeah. um, and in some ways mildly discouraging, because there are sadly people in Christian circles, yeah, um, that are jealous of it, and it seems to be. Mm -hmm kind of manifesting in the sense of like um, hypercriticism mm -hmm. or hypercritical about it. Um, and so so to be jealous of something, again, is to desire it for yourself. It mm -hmm. comes out of a, a, the DNA of selfishness, mm -hmm. right? Self-centeredness. Um, we could say, you know, man, we want we want Asbury to happen in South Florida and and minimize what it's what it's doing in in Kentucky. Right. Right. Or we can say, let's celebrate what it's doing in Kentucky and pray that God will be so gracious to spread that down here in yeah. South Florida. So that's that's the, the the distinction. It's like I'm either hypercritical of it. And David Guzik, uh, who's from the Calvary Chapel movement, mm -hmm. um, just amazing contemporary scholar, mm -hmm. uh, got great commentaries. He just weighed in on an 18-minute video the other day on his YouTube channel. I loved it. He brought balance to this idea, right? And he was saying, guys, there are great things happening um, and, and of course we should be questioning these good things because we're supposed to test the spirit, you know, first John four test the spirit, right. right. Um, we need to make sure that this is a genuine move and it seems to be a genuine move. There's not like wonky stuff happening guys. You yeah. know what I mean? And there's, yeah. we've, we've, we've seen guys boots on the ground, like pastor Danny Slavich went down yep. there Buddy and yeah, and gave a great report, um, wrote an article that was phenomenal, mm -hmm. uh, helped to define number one, what is revival? We probably could talk about like defined terms. What is revival? Yeah. Um, and why are we jealous for it? Right. Um, but Guzik said, so yes, critique the good reports so that you could make sure that it's genuine. But he said, but also be just as critical of the bad news that's coming in. Yeah. In other words, there are people that are trying to minimize or even just throw, uh, I would say discredit. Yeah. Discredit what's happening with rumors of certain things taking place. Right. And we ought to be just as critical as to interrogate yeah. the source right. and the credibility of that news, right. the bad news, like, oh, they're barking down there. You know, like no one has said that, but there were other sure. issues that, that were brought up, Yeah, but it doesn't seem like the source was credible, but it sadly appears people were so 
hyper analytical and critical to jump on something right. negative that they'll just push whatever they can to the forefront. I think that's right on, man. And I think that, you know, I had, um, I was talking to um, a, a woman that she she's the pastor's wife of the uh, church that I grew up under. Mm -hmm. So this was like a mother in the faith. You know, mm -hmm. she's, you know, maybe in her, her 80s. And I called her recently because she's passionate about revival. And she asked me, she said, hey, are you hearing a lot of people that are critical about what's happening mm -hmm. at, at Asbury? And I said, honestly, all of the people that I've talked to, all the pastors, ministers, faithful believers that are longing and praying and desiring true revival, mm -hmm. I have not heard anyone from those people that are critical. Right? They're like, this is what we want to see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and how great that it's had people praying, We've been praying and praising. For this, now it's here. Yes, exactly. And so in my mind, I'm kind of like it's innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. But that that critical spirit, I think you nailed it. I think it comes when we're jealous of, jealous of the attention, yeah. jealous of the envious, envious of the perceived you success. Be a revival gatekeeper. Oh, that's right. That's in other what words, it is. Yeah. So you determine what's genuine. Yes. You determine what's legit. You determine if it's a real revival because. It's not a revival unless it comes through your city, right. or unless it comes through. Watch this, your denomination. Yeah, or your or your ministry, or your preaching, or your worship yes. leading. Exactly. Yes. And so, man, I think that's so good. And I think the thing about any if we study revival is the Holy Spirit's in charge. Yeah, man. When it's real revival, the Holy Spirit's in charge, which means no one's controlling it. Yep. Which also then means. It's always a little bit messy. It will be messy. Yeah. That's true. And exactly. David Guzik mentioned that as well. He's like, there's there's going to be some mess in any good thing. I've always said this to our congregation, North Miami. Um, anything that God does is always good and it's glorious, but the moment it gets put in the hands of man, it has a proclivity to go bad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? Yes. Uh, and you've got a lot of humans that are sinful coming in droves into that city and we've already heard rumors and uh, and even accounts of some theologically wonky and off and doctrinally unsound uh, individuals trying to come in with agendas to hijack mm -hmm. it. Why? Because they're the gatekeepers of revival. Mm -hmm. So we've got to be front and center on this. Right. Uh, and I'm glad, actually, that those students uh, were loving and yet bold enough to say, hey, this is not about you. This is not about your brand uh, or in the words of famous pastor Ed Copeland your logos, egos, or pesos. <laughs> He's going to kill me. Yeah. I love you, Eddie. Um, but right, it's not about that. Right. It's about what God is doing in this context. And it's ironic that a Pharisee, when the movement of God took place in, in the book of mm -hmm. Acts, mm -hmm. uh, in Acts chapter number five, it started to take form and there was questions about it. This Pharisee, Gamaliel, says, uh, did I pronounce that right? Gamaliel? Uh, hey, sounds good to me. Let's call him G. Uh, <laughs> Pharisee G was like, like that. if this is of man, it will not be able to sustain That's itself. That's good. Yeah. But if this is of God, leave them alone lest you find yourself contending against God. Oh, yeah. Wow. And so my my plea to the hypercritical, analytical individuals is leave the kids alone. Mm-hmm. Let, let God do, and I'm looking at the camera, lest you be one of those hypercritical. Mm -hmm. God is working let those kids praise God. And if it's not of God, it will come to ruin. But if it's of God, are you contending against a move of God? Yeah, and boy, it's Gen Z. I mean, there's it's a lot worse they could be doing than worshiping for 14 days. And so look at like, the statistics of yeah. the Gen Zers. Like they, they would be considered some of the 
most hopeless yeah. in terms of like what is taking shape. And yet here we are uh, in revival, in social dilemmas, in context that seem to be in disarray, really, like societal disarray. And yet in the 70s and the late 60s, when the last revival happened, which was the Jesus Revolution, the Calvary Chapel movement, it was in the same parallel type social mm -hmm. disarray mm -hmm. and God would move through a bunch of hippies, the, the kids of the time. Yeah, who would have been considered hopeless. Who yeah. would have been considered hopeless. That's a great word, man. Okay, so then if, if th that's jealous of, mm -hmm. Where has it gone in your heart, in your mind, as you've thought about, okay, jealous for, like, mm -hmm. Lord, this is what we want to see. I mean, it's baked into, it's baked into Calvary Chapel, North Miami's DNA yeah, and vision. Yeah, it's baked yeah. into City Rev. We want to see a, uh, our city transformed by the power of the gospel. So like, where has your mind gone then? It's like, okay, I'm jealous for, in a good way, mm -hmm. God to move like that in, in South Florida. Like, what has that prompted you to do over the last days and weeks? Open my hands and my heart, bro. That's it. Literally just pray and say, God, if you would be so gracious to bless our context with this. And we're, we're like, we're sandwiched between two secular schools um, in our city. It's uh, St. Thomas University is on the east side of us. And then Florida Memorial, historically black college is on the west side of us. Mm -hmm. We're literally right there. And I'm like, God, what if you did that here? Yeah. Um, but yet I cannot and will not. And this is again on the encouragement that you and I in the conversation we had, sure. we can't manufacture it. Yeah. We, we can't try to manipulate it. Uh, we can't try to call down this fire that's not of God. Yeah. And you, you kind of hit on that um, in our conversation. You, you preached last night uh, on that subject yeah. matter. Um, and so we dare not try to manufacture or manipulate it. We can only just leave ourselves at the mercy of God, yeah. pray for it, but also put ourselves in a heart posture for it, which is just to simply be repentant. I believe like repentance precedes revival. And I see that happening in Asbury. I think they're modeling that. Mm -hmm. um, and wherever it goes, praise God, uh, I, would, I would love to see it continue. Um, but if God in his providence does not bring it to Miami or City River or anywhere in South Florida, does that mean we stop praying? Does that right. mean we stop posturing ourselves? Does that mean we stop walking in humility? Does that mean we close our hands and say, oh, God, you didn't bless us, so yeah. we're done? Right. No, we keep our hands open. And we, in our church, we pray, Lord, either revival or rapture like that help us <laughs> yes. out God. like holla at your boy Please. one of the other i i think that's amazing i, I the, so the categories that you and i were speaking on um was uh the the scenario with elijah and the prophets of of baal yes and you have the showdown on mount carmel and where basically god's people it's israel mm -hmm. they have gone off to to serve these idols and there's this huge group of prophets to Baal and Asherah. I mean, there's 850 of them. Mm -hmm. Elijah thinks he's the only one of the prophets of, of God. There's others, but he's you know not fully dialed in on that. But he brings all the people of Israel together, and there's a showdown. They put a bull on their altar. Elijah puts a bull on his altar, and they both decide to call down who can bring fire, and whoever brings the real fire from heaven, yep. they're not going to light the altar, the, 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 the bull on the altar. Their God's going to have to light the, the, the bull. Mm -hmm. That will prove who the real God is. And so what we talked about was these prophets of Baal are going at, like, it's a total frenzy. Oh, yeah. It's a frenzy. Strange yeah, they, fire. 
So, yeah, and they're exactly they're trying to call fire down. They're they're dancing, they're chanting, they're singing. They're they get to the point where they're they're cutting, they're cutting themselves, yeah. and they're and no fire comes. Yeah. And Elijah is just he's he's heightening it. He's he's saying, ah, hey, maybe your God's busy. You know, he's like <laughs> yeah. he, he he's heightening it. Is he on Instagram? Yeah, maybe he's busy on Instagram posting or, or whatever. And so then he says, hey, here's what I want Post you to do. Asbury. <laughs> exactly. So then he's like, here's what I want you. I want you to pour uh pour wa- four jars of water all over the, the sacrifice and they do it. And it's like, there's a trench full of water. He says, now do it again. Now do it a third time. And he's stacking the, the deck against yeah. God. Yeah. And then it's one simple prayer. And the prayer was this, and this was just so moving to me is that they would know that you are God. That's it. Not come on it, it, that they would know that you are God. That's the main. And then fire comes searing Not down. Look at me. Yes, exactly. But that they would know that you are exactly. Mm-hmm. And so what, what you and I were talking about and just connecting on was this idea that sometimes we can try to call fire down from heaven. We can call revival for our idols. You know, yeah, we, can, man. We, we can we can have an idol of ministry. We can have an idol of, I want my church to be the one, my ministry, my youth group, my young adult ministry, my small group, my prayer ministry. Yep. You know, I want my it, kingdom. Uh, yeah, my little kingdom. And I can have, I want that to be what gets the revival, but it's, it's it's doesn't need to be worked up and whipped up it, it needs to be just received and prayed for and so uh, what I, what i'd ask, like to ask you darren is just the maybe someone's listening to this and they're like man I, i've seen asbury I, I i hope it's the real thing i believe it's the real thing i want to see that at my church i want to see that at, at city rev what's the best way for them to go forward then as they're stirred jealous not of the revival but jealous for revival what would you just kind of pastorally advise that believer to do so they can have that in their own life and they can see that here in their city Uh, i would say if that is your heart's longing number one again i'll I'll touch on have a heart of humility and Mm -hmm. repentance before god if my people who are called by my, my name will turn from their wicked ways and humble themselves, seek my face, then I will hear their land, right? Mm, uh, and so it's a turning, like repentance is like you turning away from the idols of your heart. You seeing and savoring Jesus Christ as more valuable than that which vies for your affections every single day, right? It's waking up saying, God, you are supremely valuable and walking with open hands and then having and adopting this prayerful posture, this disposition of God, just come. Come Holy Spirit, come as you will, with a expectation of a holy manifestation or a visitation of God that will usher in revival and change the complexity of the context of your city. I love that. I love that. Open-ended pray, open-ended prayer, um, waiting on the Lord. And um, I, I think that expectancy is so important. Mm-hmm. Not my own expectations of what I think it looks like when the Holy Spirit moves, but just an overall expectancy, just like you said. Remember the illustration of the that person that showed up with the umbrella? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was never raining, and like, well, I'm expecting rain. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Just get your umbrellas ready. Yeah, exactly. There's a level of faith and expectancy that he's going to move on his terms, his right. way. That's right. And I, I think that's awesome. Well, listen, um, I hope that this stirs us up to pray for revival. 
And um, Darren, thanks for sharing with us. Look, oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, and you know, Calvary Chapel, North Miami, I would say encouragement to you. It's a, a church that just shares such a vision for the city. They have a great YouTube channel. If you're a city rev, city rever, you know, you can check out their YouTube channel. You can check out Pastor Darren Bennett's YouTube channel. It's going to have great content for there if you're always looking for more content on city transformation and living out your faith. It's going to be great. But um, hey, I hope this was encouragement to you. And we'll see you next time on the City Rev Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the City Rev Life podcast. Feel free to subscribe and leave a rate and review. And we love it when you share it with your friends on social media. So don't forget to tag us at cityrev.church. If you're interested in more resources, download our City Rev Church app and follow us on social media. Thank you so much and have a great day.